Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Friday. Happy Friday. It's Friday. Happy Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Happy Friday. It's Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Denver, and Happy New Year. Thank God the holidays are over. That is my appraisal of the new year of the holiday season. My name is John Ekstrom. What you just heard was the Frickishinas, who continue to kick ass here in 2023. Proud to be with you here, a part of the Mile High Life Network. Joining me first is Kevin Batstone. John, great to see you as always. Happy Friday, Denver. So happy to be here. we got a good show lined up tonight. And of course, our man running the ones and twos this week is Arthur Ra. Absolutely, and I love it when you're emceeing, John. You bring this epic, epic energy in, and honestly, it makes me want to raise my bar. That is what we do here on Happy Friday. We raise the bar as high as it will go. You and I, the last time we all saw each other, it was, it was on year. a Friday. It was. And it was on KOA, the flagship news talk station here in Colorado. That was fun. I got the opportunity to host for three hours Thursday December 29th, An Friday, December job. 30th. Thank incredible you very job, much. Incredible job, man. That, that, was, that was a thrill. That was a lot of work. It was like I assigned myself a shitload of homework for Christmas break. Yeah. But I got to bring you guys in. We got to talk about the origins of Happy Friday. How was the experience for you guys? It was really cool, man. I mean, I'd never done anything quite to that you know, extent. It's a little different than podcasting, but it's kind of the same. You know, when it's time to be yeah. that guy, it's time to be that guy. But I was listening to you all that more and getting hyped up, and you did an incredible <laughs> job. Thank you. I mean, I remember sitting in the producer room there with uh, with with Shannon, yeah. and he's like, "Man, where where do find these? Guys? You know, where do they find him? <laughs> you know, he's good." And he was. If anyone tuned in, you know, John Ekstrom can hold it down. It actually sparked an interest in me to maybe make a run at doing something like that at some point. Oh wow, yeah it it fell out of the sky. The uh, program director just called me and he goes, "You were recommended by the news director, who I'm friendly with, who was a former guest of John of All Trades," and she said, "Yeah, no, he'll crush it." And so I called him, he goes, and I'm like, what, what do you want me to talk about? And he goes, whatever you want. And I go, get the fuck out of here. You want me That's to fill fantastic. six hours of radio? Like, when does that happen? Like, what a fucking gift. And the fact that I got to bring you guys on, what a thrill. Super cool, man. It was so much fun. And I, I felt extremely natural at that point in my day. Like, you know, I, I've overthought so many things in my life. And that was one thing that I did not overthink at all. Good. Um, massive amount of confidence. Um, I was with two of my favorite people and people that I know I can trust to co-host with. And so when I'm coming in, I'm in good hands. You know, I, I know we're going to rock it and not only rock it, but we're going to rock a Billy the bad boy and have the best time, which, which I did. <laughs> I, I, I like to joke we were moving in the wrong direction. 
going from the digital space to terrestrial radio. People always joke that like radio's dead. Bullshit. I got so much feedback, right? Sometimes it feels like we're doing this show in a fucking vacuum. Yes. Right? Because like like we get views and we get listens, so we know people are out there, but we don't hear from them. So that reminds me, happy Friday Denver at gmail.com. Send us an email if you want something for us to cover, if there's an event or like a launch or something cool happening around town, we'll fucking talk about it. We're happy to talk about it. Also on the socials, happy Friday Den. Speaking of moving in the wrong, wrong direction, people in Colorado more have moved out than moved in. Who's got this? I think it's art. Well, this is me. And so it's interesting because I'm a Colorado native. I know you are too, John. I am. And it seems like there's always just more and more people moving to the state, right? Yeah. And so actually in 2022, Colorado lost 3.2% more people than it gained. And the three biggest reasons for people leaving Colorado were actually going to be uh, family, jobs, and then also retirement. Um, the three main reasons for people moving to Colorado were very similar, uh, job, family, and lifestyle. So that's kind of interesting. The, the first two are the same, and then people are leaving to retire, and then people are moving here sure. for the Colorado lifestyle. And what are the main three, uh, what are the, some of the places that people wanted to move to? Um, out of Colorado, it would be Vermont, um, Vermont, Oregon, and and Rhode Island. All right, so so that's where Coloradans. If you're in any of those states, if you're seeing an influx of Coloradans, that's why <laughs> they're going to New England. They're they're most likely going to retire in your state. Yeah, and I, I know Kev uh, that you have aspirations to live in more states within your lifetime. You know, I, I feel that itch a little bit myself as well. I know where you want to move to. Well, you got to remember, I grew up in mm-hmm. New England, right? Yeah. So I've experienced a move before. I love Colorado. I've been here 15 years. Uh, I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. I got business to do here. But <laughs> if I were to go somewhere, it would be North Texas. North Texas yep. for Kevin. John, North what are your Texas thoughts on that? more specific? Yeah, because I, I, I'm not a big fan of the Houston, Galveston. I mean, those yeah. are fun places to visit. San Antonio, like Denton, Texas area, down by the NASCAR track. I, okay. I love the area. I love the people. I love the food. Um, I think it would be a really cool place to launch a studio down there as well. Okay. Uh, does cost of living <clears throat> factor into that for you? A little bit, but I think more it would be, you know, being near a NASCAR track. Being oh, be, being near a NASCAR track. Getting out of, you know, the, the elements of Colorado weather. Sure. I mean, they still get a little bit cold, but not like here. Yeah. No, I, that makes sense. Um, we, so when we were prepping this show, it just said Texas. Mm-hmm. And I, I lived in North Houston, which I don't recommend. Yeah, no, I haven't heard good things about Houston. I, I didn't so much care for it. Houston has a lot of cool things. It's one of the biggest cities in the entire fucking country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's bound to be great shit there. But, I mean, you spend a lot of time sitting in traffic because it's sprawling. It's huge, yeah. first of all. Um, it's like Los Angeles or Phoenix, you know, where, like, everything is fucking 45 minutes away. And then the, the climate, man, it is, it's like living Muggy. inside a giant's armpit. Yeah, yeah. So it's, just, it's brutal. Um, and, and the lifestyle, I'm not a Texan. Yeah. Like, I'm a Coloradan. So, like, I didn't, I didn't fit in there. You know, don't mess with Texas. And there's all this Texas pride. I go, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? A lot of hee-haw, for sure. <laughs> so... Not, well, not. We, we got not some Colorado pride too. Like you know, yeah, yeah y'all can't handle this uh, this uh, altitude, or y'all all moved to this state and none of you know how to drive in this weather. Right. Um, so, where would you move if you were to move to any other state, John? Oh Christ, I don't want to move anywhere. I like it here. No, let's say though, you like had to pick a place. I have to pick a. You place? You have to pick a Why? place. Who is doing this to me? Who has the gun to my head? Ar- Arthur <laughs> Raw. Okay, <laughs> it's time for some jujitsu then. Okay, uh, do you know jujitsu? Uh, no, oh, but because <laughs> you look like a good roller. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> Don't know what to say to that. Uh, 
it, hard to say, man. Um, my my sister in law used to live in San Diego. Mm-hmm. That is a lovely place. Oh, I love it's San Diego. Way more expensive than here, even. Yes. Uh, I love Portland, Oregon, but I can't stand the fucking rain. Yes. Oh, yeah. See, I've never been. I would pick Washington or Oregon, but I've yeah. never been in the dreary weather for the thirty. You, you know, three months of yeah. rain. Like, I feel yeah. like that would mess oh, me up. Oh, way more than three, dude. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's like, wet. It's it's very wet. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. So, no. I. Um, it's funny about Texas, though. Like, the cost of living is cheaper. And there's no state income tax, right? Yep. But they call it taxes for a reason. Right. Because Sales like tax. they'll get you with fees, too. Yeah. So, for instance, vehicle registration. And we've got a story about that. Art, here in Colorado, with your vehicle registration comes something free. What do we got? Well, it's not free. But you can opt out of it, and you get it at a 60% discount. And so when you go ahead and do your registration, you can get a Colorado State Park Pass with Oh, that. cool. All right. And I, I am totally all for it. Um, it's included when you go to register your vehicle. Um, as I mentioned, you can opt out of it. You get 60%. But then you're going to have this epic opportunity to go and see all the, the beautiful state parks out here. And you know what? If, if you're not into going outdoors and you don't opt out, it's $30, and it's going to be helping a great cause, which is you know saving the, the land, right? Nice. I'll definitely, uh, I'm definitely going to utilize it for sure. I thought, yeah, I could get some success. I love going to Cherry Creek. I go there all the time. Um, and is that I, a state park? I believe it is. Okay, cool. Yeah, Cherry Creek State Park, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, no, I think I do right. some shooting there, some fishing. It's just a fun <clears throat> park to hang out at. Um, and my only question about it is, you know, because what I do is I go to the kiosk when I renew my registration. I just digitally there at the King Supers, wherever they have it, and they print out my sticker. Is it now going to also print out the park pass? Well, so I know that uh, registering it, I, I believe if like it's you get new plates, uh-huh. then you get a specific mm. type of plate. Mm. Um, either that or it, it, it's shown on your registration. Okay, so like I have a thing called My Colorado ID. It was during like the COVID thing where you could. Sh- it was like proof of vaccination just on your phone. But you can also put other things on there like your vehicle registration, your car insurance, your your license, all that shit it lives on there. It might be on there too. Like, That's cool. We don't know. I, I, I bet you it's cool. on there. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. No, this is great. So, I like it. I'm all, all right. for that. I, I want to go out more and especially during the summer, get out there. I mean. If you really want to rejuvenate, you go outdoors and you en- enjoy this beautiful get, world. Get into nature. Mm-hmm. Get with some wildlife, even if it's caged. The Denver Zoo is now offering a deal. Kev, what you got on the zoo? Ooh, that Man, was smooth. That was good. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Denver Zoo. It's such a cool place. And the first free, you know, every year they do free days. And this year they're going to do another seven free days. It's fun. Get the kids involved. But they're doing it a little bit differently this time. The first free day is today, January 6th. Oh, shit. But here's <laughs> You're the, a little late on that. Here's the kicker. You had to get in on the lottery a little bit sooner. But the good news is if you want to get on the next free day at the Denver Zoo, you can start next week, Monday through Friday, get your name in the hat, and they're going to start drawing for January 22nd. Really cool place. I love the upgrades they've done at the Denver Zoo. I was there last year. Uh, I took myself a little edible and just really took in the animals. Oh, my. And it, that is a good way to, that, to stroll around. That, you kind of hey. Sounds exceptional. I'm oh, there yeah. with my kids always. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not high when right. I'm there. But I thought, wow, what would it be like to actually – have uh, an elevated experience here with the animals. I will say as someone who has had a season pass to the zoo every year, or like a membership, it's not a season pass, what the fuck? Membership, like, yes. Yeah, has a membership to the zoo, to that and the Natural History Museum. The free days are the bane of my fucking existence. Yeah. Like I, you'll accidentally, oh God, yeah. So you'll show up like, and and like there's there's extra parking attendants there, and you go, oh shit, today's a free day, isn't it? God <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Uh, we fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So like when uh, and I love that they do it because like not everyone can afford to have that. That's true. So I think it's a great thing that they do. If you happen to have a membership, though, 
tough days to go. When, when do they absolutely. do the zoo lights? Like, what, is that only during a certain season? Is that only during like the holiday yeah, season? Yeah, that's definitely Q4 end okay. of the year. Because it's so fun to go at nighttime and like, oh, you, yeah. you know, you have a hot cocoa or whatever and like you're walking around. That's. I, I was there on the first night. We talked about it on this show at one point. Like, whenever it was, mm-hmm. we, we talked about it. We mentioned it. Um, we went before it was open because we were members. So, right. like, you get access to no, those that's days. definitely the way to do yeah. it. But I like that they're doing the lottery because I think that's totally. going to kind of help you know, alleviate some of the traffic going through the zoo. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. Here's one I found. Um, it's called What We Can Learn from the Fall of Barnes & Noble. The Fall and Resurrection of Barnes & Noble. It was on a Substack. I'm going to mispronounce his name. You'll like that. Um, <laughs> his name is Ted Goya. I'm, not, I'm I think. not the only one. Wait. Well, let me see. Let me see if I could say it. So um, I, it, I don't know if it's even in here. But, um, but he wrote this. Like, Barnes & Noble was in a long, protracted death spiral for a long time. Did you guys go in there? Like, it sucked for a long it, time. It, it did. It just felt it just felt outdated. It felt kind of sad. And, it like, it, there weren't books in it. Like, right. it, is this a fucking bookstore, or is this where I buy calendars and stationery and CDs? Yeah, in a coffee shop. Yeah, like a had. shitty coffee shop, yeah. too. Like, so, okay, so he wrote about all that. That, mm-hmm. that was them trying to diversify and trying to compete with Amazon and stuff. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Here's one thing he wrote. Um, the, the simple truth that turned it around. Of course, there's a lesson here, and it's not just for books. You could also apply it to music, newspapers, films, and a host of other media. But I almost hate to say it because the lesson is so simple. If you want to sell music, you must love those songs. If you want to succeed in journalism, you must love those newspapers. If you want to succeed in movies, you must love the cinema. Nothing, and I mean nothing, will replace the passion of a nerd who is earnestly telling you what they like. Yes. So basically, he empowered local stores like, what books do you guys like? Who are the cool authors? Like, none of this phony bullshit. We're not taking money from publishers. Like, let's empower people to be like, hey, we love books. So when you come in our store, we're going to give you really honest, great recommendations. I fucking love this story. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, because you have to find a way to hedge against the digital market, right? The brick and mortars aren't really, they're not they're not sticking around. I mean, I think there's like one, one Kmart left, you know, something like that. So the way Barnes & Noble did it, I think is incredible. And the other takeaway I had from that article, John, was that they're going to be opening up an additional 30 brick and mortar amazing. locations. I mean, that... That's unheard of. Yeah. Pe- people still love to read, man. And it's it's different than looking at your phone and reading a, a book Agreed. off of your phone. Because when you have natural lighting behind you and it's projecting light onto a page, it's different than the light being projected at you as a background. And there's all these studies on this. If you actually want to have the best movie watching experience, you have to go to a cinema mm. or just get a projector screen at your house. <laughs> because there's something about natural light it's, it's, that's naturally occurring within nature is to light up something with a projection. Mm. But it's artificial to have you know a backlit screen so there is that piece to it so cool um get out there and read some books that's one of the things i want to do in 2023 is is read more books i i found i've I've spent some extra time on social media recently and it's it's so so like it's not really feeding me in the right ways and so i'm picking up some books and i'm really big into like the self-help books and that's, that's what I like to read. If you're into fiction, whatever it is, just check it out. So I mixed in a couple of fiction this year. I've wanted to get to 12 books a year, just one a month. That seems attainable. Yeah. The last two years, I've gotten seven. But my wife pointed out correctly that I read really challenging, like, dense nonfiction. Like, I'm reading, like, oral histories of shit that are really, like, long and dense. I'm reading a book about Ricky Henderson right now, who one of the greatest baseball players of all time, who 
Sorry, Art, I did that for you because I know you're not a sports guy. Oh, Ricky's my man. I know. <laughs> okay. all, no, no, I born no on, Fuck off. <laughs> uh, so, born on Christmas Day, too. Like, Ricky Henderson, unfucking real Just one, absolutely one of my favorite players. But it's like reading a textbook, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I mixed in a couple of fiction. I devoured those in just a couple of days. I'm going to try and mix in some more fiction this year. Nice. But allow me to pivot. Let's go from dead trees... That we hold in our hands yes. to live trees. Kevin. So I found this really, really cool story on this 23-year-old guy that That's broke the Guinness Book of World Records um, by planting trees. I didn't even know this was a record, but everything is, has some sort of measure of record. He's up to $1.3 million total to date. But Jesus. what he did is he did it in a 24-hour time period, 23,060 trees. Now, he did have a team with him. Okay. He had an assembly line. So that's important. You, so. you have to have a team, And he right? was kind of, you know, calling out the orders and I was stuff. I say, what is he, fucking reverse Paul Bunyan? I mean, seriously. <laughs> think about that. I mean, that's like 16 saplings a minute on average God. is going into the ground consistently for 24 hours straight. Uh, pretty impressive stuff, guys. I don't know if you had a chance to take a look at it. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I saw it briefly, but... Um, my God, I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. Like that, that man is doing better work for the environment than I will likely ever do. Yeah, I mean, we, we all can create an impact, and it's all through consistency, the consistency of not recycling that could create a, a negative impact sure. or a, a positive impact. And one thing that I grew up with was a, a father who was very avid on planting trees. And we had a 10-acre property, rural parker, and I swear, we planted over 30 trees out there. We lost a lot of them. My dad said he spent probably 75 grand on trees <laughs> Jeez, and water wow. because you, you, you got to take care of them. Yeah. And he still thinks about these trees. We haven't lived at that place <laughs> for a really, really long time. And, um, and I cruised by that property whenever I like have a chance to go sure. out there. Like I'll just cruise by and take, trees a look, are doing. take a look at it. And I told him I cruised by and he was like, yeah, dude, how are the trees, <laughs> you know? And I was like, they're, they're doing great. But if you can, if you can do something so simple as planting a tree and, and, you know, even just having plants in your house mm-hmm. and creating, you know, healthy oxygen, it's like, we were talking about going outdoors and how healthy yeah. that is, you know, let's surround ourselves with natural things. Right. Why don't the trees fucking write, right? They never write. They never call. I'd like to hear from them. <laughs> <laughs> if a tree falls no, in the No, I mean, wilderness. that's like your dad, right? Uh, Why don't the trees oh, write? yes. They, they, they should uh, write. Let, it, let me know how they're doing. Well, yeah, I'll, I would tell my I'm father, honest. if you're listening, all you have to do is stand outside on a windy, windy evening, and it's actually the trees passing secrets to each other. And so all the trees have spoken <laughs> on that one windy evening. <laughs> if a tree falls in the wilderness, does it make a sound? Yes. Uh, to each other, probably. Yeah, it has, it has to make a sound. It's like, ah! I didn't realize you did all agricultural work, Art. I uh, I worked with apple trees. I did work on an apple farm in uh, Undivided Farm, Wolfboro, New Hampshire. Super fun. Had a great time, you know, attaining to these trees, growing them through the harvest season, and then doing the pick and, and making cider. Pretty cool experience. Wow. Fucking cool. A. All right. Let's pivot entirely. Eat some spaghetti time. Art, where can we get good <laughs> spaghetti here in the city? I want some meatballs. Uh because it's so delicious. How did I write this? Oh, yeah. oh boy, you know I'm about it. That noodle and tomato sauce with the ball of meat. Yes, sir. Okay, so th- th- there's... <laughs> so you felt compelled to read that. <laughs> I needed to read my writing. Um, so there's so many places on this list. And what was on here is I, I picked out the top ones that all had a 4.7 review. What is this on Yelp? Or um, like- I, I don't know. This is a list that was provided by KDVR. Oh, okay. So um, Fox. Yeah, yes. that's Fox so so def- definitely uh, go to the show notes and click on the link, and you can see everything on the okay, list. Okay, cool. And uh, what's the first one called? Abrushies. Abrushies. Fire and Vine. Lakewood, 4.7 stars. Uh, we have America's Pizza, a microbrew, and more. I, I and think that's it's Amicas. Amicas. Unless it was spelled wrong. Amicas. Yeah. And, and that's in a Salida. 
And actually, oh, Jesus. That, isn't Salida right next to Bud's Bar? No, Salida is in off 285. That's way south. Yeah. That's yeah. Sedalia that I'm thinking about. Okay. Yeah, Salida is <laughs> a little bit off the beaten path on your way to Del Norte and those parts yeah. of, the, yeah. of the state. Yeah, I mean, if you're down there, go ahead and enjoy yourself some za. Yeah, but that, that's that's not like, we're go- hey, we're going to a Salida for dinner. Yeah. What the fuck, man? What are you doing to me? Road I mean, trip. hopefully you got a hotel planned and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no shit. You know, you got all the would you rathers for the road trip prepared. Uh, Gra- <laughs> Grammy's goodies. Wait, which show are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> Grammy's goodies, and that's in Wheat Ridge, and then also... Uh, Tavernetta. Yeah. And that's in Denver. So, look, if you like a good old classic noodle sauce and meat, those are the places we recommend that Fox recommends. Yeah. Uh, my wife goes apeshit for pasta. Um, I, I like it just fine. Pasta's great. It's delicious. But Mexican food is my jam. I'll, yes. I'll happily eat pasta. How about, how about Las Delicious? Are you into that? <laughs> Las Delicias? Delicias. <laughs> um, yes, Las Delicias I is love muy it. delicioso. Oh, Ooh, God, yeah. I love it. I love it. It is good. Uh, you know, again, I'm with you, John. I, I do like pasta. Growing up, that was like the big thing that Dad liked to make, and he'd put the Italian sausage in it and all that kind of mm, stuff. The Italian sausage. It's good. It's good. And Dad's secret recipe always was putting a little bit of sugar in the sauce because it would kind of balance out the acidity I've, a little I've bit. Heard, I've, I've heard, heard that that's controversial. Like that. Yeah, I have, too. I've heard well, it is people, controversial. Well, obviously, here it's we go. It's a hot take. Yeah. It's yeah. hot, spicy take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get, it, I want spicy spaghetti, not sweet So you spaghetti. want some arrabbiata. Yes. Oh, it's arrabbiata. Yeah, yeah. It gives, it gives me agita, though, John. It really uh, does. God the, God, the agita. The agita. Yeah. Uh, that's that's get, an East Coast term. You're giving me agita. Um, say it like a Midwesterner. Oh, I got the hortburn. <laughs> Hort? Oh, hortburn. <laughs> spell that with O's, two O's. Hortburn. Hortburn. Oh, I got hortburn. <laughs> if you have the hortburn, maybe you need a flu shot with some Thai soup. Art, where can you get the best flu shot in Denver? Hey, so where you get it is actually served in a bowl. All right, so Denver Restaurant serves up Thai flu shot soup remedy this season. And I'm actually a big believer in this. Um, so where you go for this, did I even put the restaurant name Taste in Taste of here? Thailand off South Broadway. Okay, thank you. I, I didn't get there yet. It's okay. It's I okay. read very fast. You know, I, I'm forced I, to. I, I, I slept very short. So, yeah. Dude, you told me. What time did you wake up again? Uh, 4.46. How many night, How many mornings in a row? Three. Three at 4.46. Yes, that's when I look at the clock for Dude, some reason. Dude, what the fuck? It's a good like, time to start I, the day. It's just, you know. <laughs> it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. According to who? Not me. <laughs> I, I, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I, I start my affirmations at that time. I'll you tell you that much. You need to wake up at 12.46 every you morning. You need to sleep quicker. Yeah. So. So this restaurant's off South Broadway, and, and they're cooking up the flu shot soup, and it's a homegrown herbs and spice recipe. And all I'm saying is, look, every single time that I've went out there and actually got a, a flu shot, and I, I'm, I'm like not, an injection into yeah, the arm, yeah, an actual flu shot, I end up getting sick, and whenever I don't, I end up staying healthy. So I'm about the holistic remedy. I want to go check it out. I bet you it's delicious. I, I get regular flu shots. I feel great after them. And when you have small kids, they recommend that yeah. to help build their immunity. That's fine. What like I'm not here to tell you what to do or what not to do. But I have had good luck with flu shots. Medical science seems to back me up. Do do what's right for your own life. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And I love soup. I love a hot bowl, especially if I'm starting to feel, you know, you start feeling like that lump in your throat. And you're like, man, I'm just kind of starting to feel a little, a little nasally or something. Um, it's always good to get a nice bowl of something delicious, something tasty, um, especially this time of year, you know, when cold and flu season is, is ramping high, you know, a good bowl of that. I, I want to, I want to give it a go. Cause I love Thai food to begin with. I usually get the yeah. hot, the hot, I always go too hot with the curry. So I don't know how hot <laughs> this is, but I'd give it a go. I, I like it when it makes my nose sweat. 
I, I like, I, I'm a sriracha freak, Ooh. so I like going and getting some pho. Me too. Because you, you get a little sriracha, you get a little hoisin. Oh, the Do you hoisin? put it in the soup, though? I squirt it in the soup. Oh, yeah. You have oh, to. Hell no, yeah. see, Uncle Roger would say, No, I know. That, Hi-ya. That, that's, that's uh, I mean, it's frowned upon. Well, because they I spend hours making this broth, right? And so, technically, how you're supposed to eat pho, or pho, whatever, is is you make your bite in, in the big spoon, and then you put your hot your sriracha and then the hoisin sauce on that. Oh, shit, that actually sounds better. That's that's how you're supposed to do it. It is, but I like it both ways. I mean, because we had it at, at uh, what was it, Sakia Ramen, right off of Arapahoe. Oh, that place is. True ramen. Yes. I mean, same kind yeah. of idea, though. You don't really want to add stuff to it, but it was delicious. I don't know. There, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I like the sriracha in the soup. Yeah. Well, you know what? You to do their own. what makes you happy, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, it, to, to quote The Simpsons, it sounds like someone has a case of the spostas. <laughs> what? The spostas. <laughs> yeah, someone's got a case of the spostas. Was that Fred Flanderson saying that? Uh, no, that's um, – I can't, I can't remember who that is. Uh, I think it's maybe one of Lisa's ballet teachers or some okay. shit. Fucking whatever. Um, <coughs> Wasn't she a band? And a band was Lisa in a uh, dude. Ballet? There's been thirty. There's been yeah, thirty she, plus yeah, goddamn. She was in it at least one season. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sure at at this point Lisa has been in a ska band. Like you know, True. like who fucking knows? She's been on the moon probably. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't watched. I I told my kids by the way. This is the greatest trick I've pulled on them. Um, I told Grace, because she likes The Simpsons, that she can watch seasons between 2 and 11. And so she went to the other ones, and she goes, why can't I watch the other ones? And I go, you can. It's just not as funny. Oh, okay. She I was going to ask you why. She went and looked, and she goes, yeah, these aren't as funny. Yeah. And I go, and what, what can I say? Try to tell you. It sucks to be right. <laughs> um, okay, so, Kev, uh, we're going to go on something of a somber note. Yeah. Uh, someone that, that you deeply adore has passed on. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Ken Block, I mean, he's impacted the motorsports world tremendously and the extreme sports world. I mean, snowboarding, snowmobiling, car racing. I mean, if you're anywhere near that extreme sports world, you know who Ken Block is and the impact that he's had on the sports community. And he died in a snowmobiling accident over the weekend, which is terrible. Oof. Yeah, and um, just what a legend to motorsports, man. I mean, for folks that haven't seen what he did, John, if you haven't seen his Pikes Peak Hill climb oh my in that 65 Ford Mustang, mm-hmm. it, it is, is incredible. We, we should actually, we have time. We should probably watch that before you head out. All right. Or at then. least thumb through it a little yeah, bit. It's, sure. just, it's epic. Because he invented the style of Gymkhana, which Gymkhana is basically an extreme rally drift type of driving. Oh, where, God. Where your steering rack can go 90 degrees either way, and you can get the car completely sideways. Okay. It's incredible what he accomplished. And, and then built the Hoonigans, which is like... Like a custom race shop that does amazing things and tunes these race cars. Um, yeah, Art, I know you're familiar with Ken a little bit. We feel it in the NASCAR world all around. Solid lad. RIP Ken Block. Yeah. It's um, it, it's precious, right? Like, when you think about the stuff, he was in his mid-50s, um, and just anything could happen at any moment. And as, as, as strong as the human body is and resilient – um, you know, it's also pretty vulnerable. Yeah. And so that's why it's just really important to do the most with your time. Like the impact he's leaving in his absence is massive. And to a certain extent, like if I was dying and I, I knew that I was about to impact the world with my death, I would, I would, I would have a sense of peace passing because I, I knew that a, like a legacy was passing on. Like I don't have kids. Like I may someday, who, who knows, mm-hmm. but like I this is this is my baby stuff. Happy Friday, Denver. Uh, you know mm-hmm. the other projects that we do, and and speaking, uh, overcoming addictions and stuff like that, and and trying to motivate people. That's yep. that is my legacy right now. That's my mission, drive, purpose. And so, 
RIP Ken Block, and thank you for motivating racers around the world and giving people the motivation to haul ass. Another icon in <clears throat> sort of uh, the sports world and sort of the extreme sports world is Warren Miller. He passed away some years ago. Oh, life well lived, though. I mean, he was in his 70s or 80s. Yeah. Um, one of the things that he said was, do it this year, kind of no matter what it, what it is, but do it this year because if you don't, you'll be one year older when you do. I like that. And so, like, that, I mean, that speaks to living in the moment, doing the best you can, because none of us know when our number is up. So true. I think about when I came out of graduate school and I had a job lined up. And, you know, my dad told, because my dad hooked me up with this. It was one of his colleagues I interviewed, went really well, you know. And there was another job, and my dad goes, No, go interview for that too. And I go, But I already got this one. I don't want to piss him off. He goes, Look, this guy could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just live your life as if nothing is guaranteed. And I go, that's man, a good what, way to. That's what, a good way to go. Really good advice. Well, yeah, what great fucking that is great and, advice. And I've thought of that ever since. Yeah, I like so, that. Same with dating, almost like if you're if you feel like you know all of a sudden uh, you know I'm, I'm finding someone special. You know who knows how it's going to go. Keep dating mm-hmm. until until, until it's, you until, it's until you lock it down. Yeah, yeah until it's solidified. One hundred percent. All right. Speaking of living in the moment. Project I am super stoked to announce here, and it's joining this Mile High Life network. Mile High Life, baby, is right. growing. Mile High we Life growing. for life. Let's yes. go. Vic Lombardi, who you know from the Nuggets and from all, all of his radio work and his TV work, he's a Denver sports icon. He's a Denver media icon. He is joining this with a non-sports-related show. It's called Vic Lombardi's Denver. Yours truly is the producer of this show. And holy shit, I can tell you, with authority, this show is going to be incredible. We have great guests already lined up, already in the can, already fucking recorded. Yeah. The very first one Amazing was, with, guest. was with Chuck Morris, who is yeah. legendary concert promoter, was the manager of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, managed Big Head Todd and the Monsters, like renovated Fiddler's Green, did so much work with Red Rocks. And on this show, he tells unbelievable stories about Willie Nelson, about U2, about Phil Anschutz, who's a billionaire who founded AEG Presents. This show is incredible. We've got Kathy Sabin. We've got Mayor Hancock. We've got Adam Caton Holland. The the amount of guests on this show is incredible. And, dude, having it here on Mile High Life, like, we've been leading the way along with, like, Molly Smith and J.D. Lopez, Kip Wilson, Jeff Morton. Like, it's great talent. Adding Vic to this, holy fuck, man. What a stable. What yeah. a stable. I'm super excited to listen to it. I saw some of the, the stuff on social, you know, pumping this stuff up. Uh, couldn't be more stoked to have them on, yeah. on the Mile High Life Network, man. I can't wait to listen and see where this thing goes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, when you have the experience, you got to share your stories, right? Because life is is just trickled full of all these awesome, awesome events that happen. And I'm, I, I guarantee you, while he was recording these, like, he was just having the best time because he's he's reliving some of his greatest experiences. So if you're a fan, which if you grew up in Denver, I know you are, then you got to tune in when this drops. And that's on the Mile High Life Network, baby. And that's going to be Tuesday, January 10th, very first episode. It's going to be every other Tuesday after that. So episode one, January 10th, Chuck Morris, tune in to Mile High Life. What the fuck else is going on this weekend, fellas? Yeah, before I tune in to Vic's show on Tuesday, this weekend we got the $3 happy hour flea market, which I thought sounded like a lot of fun. It's at the Mile High Spirits off Lawrence. Um, three bucks. They got, you know, some some cocktails. You can go down and do some 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 buy-ins, some trading, some flea marketing. I, last time I was at a flea market was, I think, off like 88th and I-76 up there at the Mile High oh, Flea Market. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. If you want to just do some fun people watching, go to the flea market. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Um, well, well stated. Yeah. Yes. Also kicking off tomorrow, uh, big, big big stuff here in the West, guys, the National Western Stock Show. Yeehaw, baby. Yeehaw. Ooh-ha. Super fun. I, I did it a couple few years ago, and then about 15, or 12 or 13 years ago, I met John Elway the first day at the rodeo there, which was pretty Didn't cool. Didn't you go with me one time? Yeah, you and I went. Yeah, my dad, dad. my yeah. dad was there, too, yeah. It's I, super fun. I, I mean, I grew up here. I've been there a bunch of times. It's fun. Turkey legs, yeah, all that. Get yourself a turkey leg. Mm-hmm. You know, I've known you guys for a while now. And it's rare that I hear about things you're not doing together. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, for the record, uh, that's not true. And I Ar- am such a sweet boyfriend to you. Arthur's been pursuing me for a long time. Uh-huh. And, and, no, you're yeah. the one that pursued me for all these projects. Well, the fact remains is we're not. <laughs> I love the guy. We're uh, great business partners. But yeah, go get yourself a turkey leg, Art. Okay, at the stock show and have some fun. Only if you split it with me. Not happening. Okay, so we're gonna keep this moving. If you are also, can we do this some more? Uh, I would love to. <laughs> I, I would love to talk with Kevin some more. And oh, look, I he gets he gets the silver tongued raw. So, oh, that, um, that could have been taken way out of context. M- moving forward, look, it's the New Year's. Everybody wants to get on the hype train bandwagon bullshit. Look, you should be doing this every single day of your life. Just because it's a new year doesn't mean that you start creating new resolutions right now. Like you should have been doing this in December and November, right? So that's how I feel. But if you're really about it right now, if you're really about doing this, then this weekend, what I want you to do is keep the promises that you made to yourself. Okay. If you're actually going to do this New Year's resolution, this is not a week-long process. This is not a two-week-long process. It's not even a month-long process. It's a new lifestyle. And so if you made those promises to yourself this weekend, I suggest you be strong. You know, if you listened to us on KOA, you would have heard Dr. Cheryl talk about setting smart goals, right? And so most people give up by the 17th. Mm. And so if to your point, if you're going to do this, and get all in. Go, yeah, all, go the all the way. way. And go also, I like one note I'd just like to bring it from last week. You need to twerk it on the flow. <laughs> yes. I've been thinking about that a lot, John, and I didn't do any twerking <laughs> it on the flow uh, last week or for New Year's, but maybe this weekend it's a new year. How about how about I got the all camera right now? Can we twerk it together on this flow before we close this? That's gonna this be a show? hard pass here on art. But um, one thing I will say <laughs> is Mile High Life is where you find Vic Lombardi's Denver, Happy Friday, and a bunch of great fucking shows. MileHighLife.com, we're getting ready to do a relaunch, so look for that because that site is going to be dialed in. Happy Friday Den on the socials, that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Happy Friday Denver at gmail.com is where you email us. The Frickashinas bring us our music every single week. They wish you a happy Friday, so do we. Kevin, you're Arthur. Kevin, Arthur, thank God. Uh, we're starting off a brand new year. It's going to be a great year of content, and for now, I'd just like to say... Hit it, Justin. It's Friday. Happy Friday. It's Friday. Happy Friday. It's Friday. Happy Friday. It's Friday. Happy Friday. And next up Friday night. 
Get Friday! <laughs>